Are you having trouble balancing your nine to five while also trying to execute on your God projects? Do you find yourself asking, oh my gosh, I don't even know how I'm going to do this. I hear you, God, but do you not see what's already on my plate? Don't worry. I totally understand. Just last year, I was working a nine to five managing multiple brands while also launching and planning my own conference, writing my book, managing my podcast, managing my YouTube channel, and also designing for my other clients. So when I say I understand what it feels like to have a million responsibilities and God is still calling you to create, I do. And that's why I'm hosting a free class called How to Execute Your God Projects While Managing a 9 to 5. This class will take place on Thursday, May the 11th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can sign up using the link in the show notes. Don't let your 9 to 5 and all of your responsibilities keep you stuck in a cycle of disobedience from what God is calling you to do. Again, you can sign up using the link in the show notes. Now let's get into today's episode. You're listening to the Organize My Thoughts podcast, where we teach you how to get out of your head so you can execute the vision. I am your host, Kyla Jackson. Let's get started. Hello, family, and welcome back to another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. I hope you all are having an amazing week. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the importance of maturity in your relationship with God. And I'm sharing this because I am in a place right now where I am being matured. Y'all know God is a loving father and sometimes things just don't go the way that you want them to. And in seasons like that, it's really important to test where your heart is and really watch how you respond to things that happen in your life. And what I mean by that, I have been sharing, you know, in the past few episodes that I've just been kind of in a frustrating season of my life. I'm in a season where my current situation does not look like anything that I planned for. In fact, it looks the complete opposite of what I planned for. And it really kind of caught me off guard. And I found myself, you know, having moments where I was like, okay, God, I trust you. I know that you have good plans for me, you know, plans to prosper me and not to harm me. But then I also found myself in seasons where I was like, be for real, God. Like, are you kidding me? Like, did I do something wrong? What's up? What's good? Like, there has been such a a fight going on in my spirit and my heart and my emotions. And it's been really challenging my heart posture in general towards God. Because there are some seasons, like I talked about on, you know, the previous episode, where you can get resentful towards God because you don't understand what he's doing and you feel like, you know, things, you know, when life starts to life, you feel like everything is working against you and it can cause you to forget, you know, who God is and what he's done and what he's brought you through and really, you know, the goodness that he has for you. And so it's been a true challenge for me to respond properly, right? There's always so many different ways that we tend to respond when life starts lifing. And some of them include like complaining and, you know, drowning in victim mindset and feeling like, you know, just all of this frustration and allowing that to draw you away from God. But the proper response and a, a 
response that shows maturity in your relationship with God is not withholding how you feel, but simply bringing those things on a constant basis to God, putting yourself with remembrance of who he is and what he's done, and also encouraging yourself in the Lord and saying that no matter what happens, even if things don't go my way, I will still praise you. I will still serve you. Even when I have no idea what you're doing, I will still trust you. I will bring my emotions and a alignment with whatever your will is for my life. And I can truly say in other seasons of my life, like that was not my initial response. My initial response was to be angry at God and to be, you know, immature and complaining and feeling like, woe is me. But through the different trials and the things that I've experienced, it's really forcing me to depend on God in a way that I haven't before. And it's just, oh my gosh, it's so much shedding of control. Like there were some seasons where I felt like I had control over at least one area of my life where I knew kind of what was going to happen for the year or moment by moment. But this stage of my life, I wanted to originally refer to it as like everything is up in the air, but I had to correct my language and say that everything is in God's hands. And because God is good, that means that my life is in good hands. And it is something that I am saying on the daily because I know you guys have seen the memes where they show you what it's like to follow the Holy Spirit. And they say, you know, the Lord says, take my hand. And next thing you know, you're being dragged through the dirt um, and just dragged all around the place. And that is really how it feels sometimes if you don't have the right perspective. And I feel like a part of maturing in Christ is making the effort to maintain a godly perspective of what's going on in your life. It reminds me of the example of Peter when he stepped out on the water and he was walking towards Jesus and he got distracted by the waves. So he began to sink. And I feel like it works the same way in our lives. Like Jesus is always ready to, to save us and to rescue us and to encourage us in whatever we're going through. But sometimes the waves, they distract us and they seem so much bigger. Like you guys have heard this saying, you know, whatever you focus on magnifies. And if you just take your eyes off of God for just even a second, everything around you starts to get magnified in the worst way. And I feel like in this season, we have to learn how to shift our focus quickly, even when the waves are valid, right? Sometimes when life happens, they are actually valid situations that cause us to go into these, you know, places of sadness or frustration or stress. And it's when it's a valid thing that hurts and that's frustrating. And then coming out of that place and still choosing to trust God, that maturity is being developed. Because in theory, you could just allow life to happen and you sit there and you never get back up because sometimes life can just be too much. But faith that's grounded chooses to get back up. It chooses to remember that the Lord is good. And you do the things just as David did. You encourage yourself in the Lord. You praise even when you want to cry. You get up and you show up even when you just want to lay down and give up. You continue to fight through because you have someone that is fighting for you. You choose to trust even when it looks like nothing is happening and you choose to hold on to your faith even when it looks the complete opposite. 
And that is when my life was given in this season. So I was praying and I found myself not even knowing what to pray because I got to a point where I was like, okay, this is a season that I have to surrender to because it's a necessary season. But how do I surrender to this season without losing hope for what is on the other side of this, right? Like, how do I give my all to this season and continue to grow more intimate and, you know, deeper in relationship with Christ and build my trust without allowing the season to overtake me. And I'm just one of those people, I'm still learning how to do this. I don't really understand like a middle ground to a lot of things. I'm either zero or 100. And so when I don't understand something, you know, and I'm not able to find the words to pray or, you know, I can't seem to find a scripture to really give me the language to, you know, what I'm trying to understand Usually the Lord will send me a book. And I mean, it has been like time after time. Like if I couldn't find it in the word, if I couldn't get it through prayer, the Lord would just send me a book that would be exactly what I'm going through for this season. And so recently I went to the library and I always pray before I go into the library and just ask God, like, if there's a book that you want me to read in here, I pray that you will highlight it to me. Lo and behold, I went into the library and I went to like the Christian section and this book was on the shelf and it's called Even If. And it just stood out to me. It had like, you know, like a red cover, just really bright. But it was the first book that I saw and it's called Even If. And the subtitle is Trusting God When Life Disappoints, Overwhelms, or Just Doesn't Make Sense by Mitchell Lee. And when I tell you, I was like, okay, you hear me, right? Like sometimes you'd be praying to God and he may not respond immediately. So sometimes you're tempted to think that he doesn't hear you or maybe, you know, um, you're asking the wrong questions and all those things. But like, I have been meditating and repeating to myself, you know, what Jesus said when he was praying after, you know, he went to go, um, heal Lazarus. He said, Lord, I know that when I pray, you hear me always. So there was never a doubt in Jesus' mind if, whether, when he prayed that the Lord heard him. And so because we are joint with Christ, I also have the same thing. When I pray, the Lord hears me. And so, That book and that title was just like, okay, I'm not the only one who's feeling this, number one. And two, like you are now providing a way and answer prayer for me. I've been asking you hard questions and the book is just one way, one reminder that you heard me. So anyway, when I tell you, I started reading the first chapter of this book, and this book is centered around um, the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, which were the three Hebrew boys who disobeyed the king's command. Basically, the king was trying to get them to bow down and worship this idol that he had made of himself, and they refused to do it. And so the king got mad, and he threatened to throw them into the fiery furnace if they did not bow down and worship him. And basically, they were like, we're definitely not worshiping you or, you know, this little statue that you built. And if you throw us in that fire, our God will deliver us. And even if he does not deliver us, we still not about to worship you. And if you're not familiar with that story, you can go read it in Daniel chapter three. It's one of my favorite stories, but clearly I completely forgot about it when I was going through this trial, um, but God made sure to bring it back up. But anyway, the the whole premise of this book is Even if God does not do what I want him to do, even if things do not work out my way, I will not withhold praise from God and I will not stop serving him. And I feel like the whole story is based on true maturity in Christ. And it's not based on age or how long you've been walking with him, but rather it's a heart posture that I believe God wants us to get to because... 
in reality, like God does not work how we think he's going to work. And this short couple of years that I've been really dedicating my life and walking with God, things have not gone anyway how I thought they were going to. They always worked out for my good, but some of the processes that I had to go through was giving real ghetto. I'm not going to hold y'all. Like I said, God is good. There is no evil with him. He is pure and just in everything that he does, even when it does not make sense to me. And I think that if you are truly going to walk this walk out with God, you have to have this even if mentality. Like even if things don't go my way, I'm still going to choose to trust you. Even when I feel like there could have been an easier way to do this, I'm going to trust that you have your reasons. Even if I pray to be delivered from this situation and you don't deliver me immediately, I'm still going to choose to praise you anyway. And it's hard. It's not hard because God is good. It's hard because we are very emotional beings. And a part of submitting ourselves to Christ is surrendering our emotions and turning them in to praise. It is a process, especially when you feel like the pain that you have been subject to is you feel like it's not justified, right? Like you feel like, man, I could have done without that. And so you fight with yourself because you feel like, you know, you are, you are justified in how you feel. And I know for me, like there are definitely seasons where I'm just like, I have a right to be mad. Like what just happened was mad ghetto and I wish it never happened. But like I said, it's not about not being upset. It's about how you choose to move forward. Like you can be upset with God. You can tell him exactly how you're feeling and allow, you know, prayer to shape your heart and to, you know, strengthen you to continue to go on, but don't stay in that place. And I believe that that even if mentality will shape our responses so that when we go through trials, we won't respond like the Israelites in complaining and murmuring and, you know, accusing God outside of his character, but we will respond in trust. And true trust, I believe, is a process. I don't know anybody who trusts God a hundred percent. Like they just wake up and they have no reservations, no questions, because faith is literally hope in things unseen like things that you cannot see. And we are sight people. Like we, if we can't see it, we can't smell it. We can't hear it. We can't touch it. We can't taste it. We have questions. And I used to think that if I had questions about something that God was doing, that meant that I didn't trust him. But that's not true. I'm walking on a process. It's what, it's what I do with those questions, right? It's how the, the questions shape my heart posture that can turn into doubt and unbelief. But the questions themselves, the concerns I have, I can bring those to God. And that doesn't mean I do not trust him. It's my response that shows whether or not I trust him. It's whether I'm going to choose to complain and to be upset and to stay there that shows that lack of trust in God. But, you know, those initial things that come up, like, now they strengthen my relationship with God instead of pulling me away from him. In my immature seasons, and by the way, I have no in no way reached a place of total maturity in God. Like I am growing every day, but I'm just reflecting on previous trials that I've had that were similar um, and just noticing just a change that God is developing in me. But in my more immature seasons, I knew that my initial response was to complain and to catch an attitude and to stay there for as long as I felt like 
I deserve to. And then, you know, when things just got unbearable that I would choose to turn to God. But now I'm like, God, I don't understand. (laughs) I wish sometimes things were another way, but help me to maintain your, your view of this season, you know, help me to see your perspective so that I'm not, you know, being led by my own emotions. And even those questions, those prayer requests are acts of surrender because I feel like I finally come to a place where I realize that I cannot do this life on my own. Again, I felt like there was always at least one area where I felt like I got this. But in this season, I'm like, Lord, you got to got this. Okay, you got to have this because I just don't. And I believe that's the place that God wants me to be in, honestly, where I stop depending on myself and trust him in every area. So, so that's all I wanted to share. I definitely wish that I had more advice or structure to give you guys to help you with your transitions, but I'm in one of my own and I just kind of wanted to share a little bit more in depth about, you know, the process that God is taking me through. But But if you were in that place and God is taking you through some detours that you wish you could avoid, check out the book. It's called Even If, and the subtitle is Trusting God When Life Disappoints, Overwhelms, or Just Doesn't Make Sense by Mitchell Lee. I'll leave the link in the show notes. All right, family, this wraps up another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. If this episode was helpful, definitely share the link with a friend, and I'll talk to you guys on the next one.